painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Imagine yourself as a pirate scavenging the Atlantic Ocean with your crew looking for the treasures hidden within the sea. You and your scallywags have ventured far and wide. Aboard this ship is an elephant. Uh, wait a second. That's not in the script. This week, we talked with Rodrigo Escalante, scenic designer for the Great River Shakespeare Festival 2022. Rodrigo talks with us about the importance of reusing set pieces, how a set feels when it's arranged, and how to translate reality into a given space. Rodrigo also talks with us about how he incorporated the ocean into his set in a very unique way. So find your scallywags and grab your eye patches as we learn more about set design together. I'm Max Ackman, and up next is KQAL's Bill Stoneberg with Rodrigo Escalante, scenic designer for the Great River Shakespeare Festival, today on Artbeat. I'm here with Rodrigo Escalante, and he is the scenic designer for several productions this year at Great River Shakespeare Festival, uh, which runs now through the uh, end of July here in Winona. Uh, Rodrigo, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure meeting you, William. Thank you. And um, uh, first off, I just want to kind of ask, how long have you been with the company, and uh, how did you uh, get hooked up with Shakespeare Festival? This is my first year with Great River Shakespeare, and I got here through an interview process. However, uh, we've been working on the design of these shows uh, since last year. Right, right, right. right. So it's been a few months of, you know, creating the world of three very different productions. Right. So which, uh, which productions are you working on? So this year, the three productions I'm working on are Twelfth Night, the African Company presents Richard III, which is a Carlisle Brown play, and Always Patsy Klein, which oh, cool. is the musical this season. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, fun. Three very different productions, too. You know, just for our listeners, because a lot of people might not know, and, um, and I don't know a lot about set design either. Uh, what exactly does a scenic designer do? Um, like, if you had to sum it up real briefly, what, what is it? I would say scenic design, in my case, specifically for theater, it's the creation of an environment for the play or the musical through a process of research, selection, and translation. And I can expand on that if you would like that. Yeah. Well, we'll probably get to some of those things throughout. Um, when you first take on a job, um, what, where do you start? You know, I mean, because you have to create the entire kind of world and look and feel of everything. Um, where do you start? Do you start with a script? Do you have meetings with the directors? How does it go down? Yeah, I think right away I read the script okay. and I sort of write down ideas and do some research of things that I think could work. Mm-hmm. But then I have a meeting with the director. The director is usually who sets a style for how the production is going to be presented. Um, each play or any piece of theater can be interpreted in so many ways. And it's usually the director who has that vision and guides the rest of the team towards that single vision. And that very particular interpretation um, of a piece of theater. Right, right. And like you said before, you've been working on this for months, you know, which um, I know a lot of people might think, oh, they've been working on it for a couple months. But I mean, you guys have been working on this for a while. You probably started like maybe what, in the winter or fall? Or? Yeah, we started with the winter. And uh-huh. before then, just the selection of what plays are going to be presented mm-hmm. this season um, 
that's all part of the process. What goes into, uh, like, what do you think is the most important part of of set design? Like, what's the crux of it? What do you... Uh, what do you want the audience to feel or sense from it? Like, what, what's the most important part? You know, like I talked to uh, some folks in costume design and they talked about accessories being very, very important. Like, what do you see as like something that people might not realize that you guys do that's very important to the sets? I think sometimes it's important to be evocative. Um, I like sets that can be recognized as a stage and do not try to fool you into thinking this is a real place. And what you are trying to do is be evocative or or certain styles. Uh, Most of the times, plays take place in various locations. But if you can find the right mood and something that will fill, and that's part of what inspired me to do theater, it's the fact that our walking into a room can make you feel a certain way um, and I feel like that is the core of set design it's not so much what's physical but just what's created with the with the compilation of different elements on stage right right so I'm one I'm curious you know um, I worked a lot with photography in school and uh, do a lot I, you know I've worked with video a lot of my career and in those situations, uh, light is very important. So, you know, I'm always noticing the light and where it is, where it's headed, where it's, you know, coming from. Um, does that happen to you, like, in your everyday life? Do you notice when you walk into a, a place, you know, what, what is it that grabs you? What are you looking at and, and noticing about, diff- you know, different places, like a, whether it's a room or a park or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel that. And sometimes... I, I, I feel like the scale of things can make you feel a certain way. Uh, the materials sometimes there are materials that look soft. So there are materials that are harsh. And I feel like all of those things can certainly make you feel something. Hopefully. Right, right, right. Oh, that's, I never thought about like that, like the scale and the texture, you know. Um, that's super interesting. Oh, like the set that we're looking at here, this is, is this for African Company Presents? This is actually for 12, this is the this set, is for this is the set for okay. 12 night. Okay. So, um, like, like, I know our listeners can't see this, but uh, the set has some, some really cool colors kind of painted across it and kind of wavy designs, some pastels and earth tones. Like, um, what's the inspiration behind that? Yeah, so I think that's one of the um, exciting things about set design for theater is that you are not necessarily looking to recreate reality, but you are finding a way to translate reality and give a new light. Um, What really inspired this was the director was interested in having the feeling of a proximity to the ocean. And I was inspired by just the shape of the water, the shape of the waves, but also sometimes the rock strata that you see in cliffs yeah. near the ocean. Yeah. That's, that's what really inspired that pain treatment. Um, I, I realized that we couldn't quite represent the ocean in any specific way uh, on the stage. People were gonna recognize that it wasn't real. Uh-huh. So I found a way to integrated into the architecture right right oh it looks fantastic i love it um how about like other departments do you have to how closely do you have to work with like say lighting or even sound design does that play into what you do as well i mean there there are there are two aspects of it there is the 
the physical, technical aspect that we have to share a space mm -hmm. and there have, we have to leave space for actual lighting instruments to exist yeah. and sound instruments like speakers to exist. Okay. So we, we share a physical space, but also in terms of the design of it, sometimes lighting, no, I want to say always lighting is what really gives life to a set. Mm -hmm. um, there are the actors who all, always bring life into it, but a lighting designer make, can make it look like so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm honestly always astonished by a, a lighting design um, on any of my sets because it, it takes it to a place that I never imagined it could go. Oh, okay. And it's always my hope that a set that does not change throughout the show can feel different and lighting design it's very successful at that. Right, right. So do you, uh, throughout the creation process and the building process, do you uh, work closely with, with lighting and um, uh, thinking about how, how the set's gonna look throughout the production uh, with the different lighting? Yeah, I mean, definitely there's a, a lot of collaboration and I, we, we usually share renderings and sketches and drawings um, throughout the whole process and it's, you know, we, we prepare months in advance. Uh, there are no surprises when we come into the space, we hope. Um, so by that point, all the choices are being made and um, hopefully that collaboration comes with the meetings that we've been having uh, months and months. And I know that some of the previous shows got kind of um, canceled or pushed back. Um, how important is that time to your sets? Like, do they evolve or change much when you do previews? And can you tweak them after? Or I think it depends. Okay. Um, most of the time, you don't want to change things to the point that it's going to affect the actors, ah. who are ultimately the people inhabiting the set. Uh, and most of the times you hope that the decisions you have made are the correct ones. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there is always room for improvement. And in reality, a lot of the times it's the first time you're seeing it as an actual physical space. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we build scale models which translate everything to a smaller scale, almost like a dollhouse. Um, we also create sketches. We create the drafting, which are the technical drawings of the set. Mm -hmm. But it's not really until you come into the theater and you see it installed that you know what it actually, more than what it looks like, what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you start thinking about things that you could change mm -hmm. that are in the realm of the time frame that we have. Right, right. And to not affect the performance too right. much. And so, so with the actors, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, uh, you know, this whole thing is a team effort, right? Everyone works together. Yeah. How much do the actors, like, I don't want to say, I guess just for lack of a better term, like rely on the set, you know, and what you did with the set. Like, um, and maybe vice versa. How much does their performance affect you know, how you're going to build the set. Because um, it's got to be a pretty symbiotic relationship, right? I mean, Yeah, it definitely has. And I think that's where somebody like the director is a, it's a really important leader in the process because they create that connection of if they know what the space is going to be like, 
they know how to best use it and guide the actors in doing so. Mm-hmm. Like if you are creating a set that has multiple levels, how do we use those levels? Where are they? When are they upstairs? When are they downstairs? How, when do they come upstairs? When do they come downstairs? Um, so the director is who guides um, and bridges the connection between scenic designers and actors and mm-hmm. what works for the production and for how the show's gonna move. Right. Right. Oh, I was also wondering, like, when you come into a production like this, um, do you build everything from the ground up, or is there sometimes like, um, well, we could use this structure from this other production, or you know, is do you sometimes augment things that are already there, you know, or is it all from the ground up and scratch? Yeah, it, it depends on on the the theater company. Uh, here at Great River, we are lucky that there are some great set pieces that can be re- reused throughout the years. Okay. Um, and have been here for a few years now. And I think that that makes the process easier, knowing what you're working with and how to adapt that to the specific productions this year. I'm, I'm a big fan of using what a theater company already has uh-huh. and maybe finding a new way to use it or an inventive way to use it. I think it saves a lot of money and time. And a lot of times if you are trying to put up some ambitious productions, having just a base that's already there, it's very useful. Right, right, okay. Do you find that to be uh, inspiring to have to work with something that's already there? Does that, you know, guide your creativity in ways it, it may not have? Or would you rather build it from the ground up as far as creativity goes? I think I'm a person who likes limitations. Uh-huh. I, for example, I think when I read the play, one of the first things I ask for is the drawings of the space, the ground plan, mm-hmm. which gives us the dimensions of the theater, the dimensions of the stage, where the audience is, how how big is the seating for the audience, uh, how much, how how wide or how long is the section where the audience sits, um, and knowing all those things you get more limitations, which are really helpful to the process because then you know how much square footage you're actually dealing with. And so I think it's the same with knowing that if this is the pieces that we can use, it informs already a lot. And then I I don't have to start from the ground. Um, To me, I, I always love having as much no knowledge um in whether that's the space that the show is going in or what people building the set are capable of all those things are really helpful um, when you first design a show right right that you know that it's talking about the space and what's there and what um what you have to work with reminded me of like uh do the actors and the director that do they need to know kind of where you're headed with the sets before they start rehearsing even so that they know where to stand or yeah uh by the time the director started the rehearsal they should be a there there should be a set a set design okay um because then they can stage their show they can move the actors in a way that works in the space and also once we get into the rehearsal it's the same vice versa. If they find out that something is not working or it's not gonna work when we get into the theater, then we can go back and change it mm-hmm. and, and rethink the design right. if it's not working in the rehearsal room. Right, right. 
So rehearsals probably benefit you just as much as any other department, right? Yeah, it certainly is. It's, it informs, and I think for the director, it really informs if this is going to work. Right. Yeah. Right. What's the most, uh, uh, I guess, two questions kind of, what's the most challenging part of your work and uh, what's the most rewarding, you know? I think the most rewarding part is coming to a theater that's filled with an audience and you see them really connecting with the characters. I think that act of empathy that theater creates is absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person who also not only likes evoking emotions, but I'm, I also like the spectacle part of it. Mm -hmm. And if you can surprise the audience with something, that is always extremely re rewarding. And I think the most challenging part is all, it's getting it up. All the limitations uh -huh. that you run into, uh, the things that you hope wouldn't happen, happen. Um, so I think the whole, the, the whole process of getting a set from conception to execution, it's always challenging. Right. It's never easy. Right. Well, that's why it's rewarding, right? Because it was a challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, how did you yourself uh, get into set design to begin with? Was it something you always wanted to do or something you found out later when you, you know, were part of a production or how, how did you get into it? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, I really fought for a long time that I wanted to do film. Mm -hmm. And that's because I grew up in Central America and I didn't have much exposure to theater, mm -hmm. but I did have a lot of exposure f to film. And, and I, was, I was really interested in just creating the environment for a movie. But I also, growing up, went to the circles a lot. Uh -huh. And I thought there was something so special about that connection between the performer and the audience mm -hmm. that there was an agreement to whatever happened in that little square footage that is the circus ring, there was an understanding that that wasn't real and that was performative and it was there for the sake of entertaining. And I think that's all something that I perhaps still strive to do in my designs, creating something that feels like a stage, mm -hmm. that we know we are here to connect with the audience. Right. And I think that informs a lot of how I approach set design. Cool. Well, it sounds like you kind of have thought this way for a very long time, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think there are so many ways to approach that design, and it's unique to each person. Mm -hmm. And there is something that inspires you to do it. And for me, it's been that. It's been creating a space that's specific for performance. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is exactly about it that I'm so in love with that idea, but this is why I'm here. Right. This is why I'm doing right. set design for theater. Cool. I love it. I love it. It just shows your passion for it, you know, and where it comes from. That's great. Um, what about like young people who are thinking about, um, you know, where they, they want to create sets for movies or sets for theater or, um, or maybe someone who's just interested in theater in general and doesn't know what they want to go into. Um, but set design specifically, uh, what would you recommend to young people, um, something they can do to uh, kind of find out if they like it and uh, maybe a, a path they can follow to get there? I will say get, get exposed to it as much as you can, whether that's going to see shows. Now we have great resources online, even like if you find YouTube videos of set designers talking about their process or just the process of building a set, uh, and then you'll see if you like it. I think um, 
that's part of what informed what I wanted to do. I watched a lot of YouTube videos of set designers talking about how they went about their process. And that was so inspiring. So I would say like get as much exposure as you can, whether that's going to see shows, uh, whether it's like your local high school or, you know, your local city or it's like a touring show and then find out if that's something you're interested in. For me, I know that I'm a huge fan of set design and I still to this day when I see productions that are that I, I have no involvement in, I, I still when I see a great set design, it's really inspiring and I, I just love doing this and I love seeing other people's work as well. Nice, nice. Um, what is something about set design? You know, um, I know a lot of my audience might not be super familiar with set design itself. They might be familiar with theater, but they might not know a lot about set design. What's something about it that um, a lot of us might not know even exists? You know, maybe part of the process. Yeah, I don't know. Something that we might not know. A little secret. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to assume. I feel like uh, I feel like people might know a lot about it, but. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what I'll say is, I think the process it's it's it has a lot of sides to it, mm -hmm. and and you truly have to be, you have to be, you have to have multiple skills mm -hmm. to to successfully execute a set design, because you you have to know how to research, you have to know how to sketch, and sometimes create hand drawings, hand paintings of it. You have to know how to create scale models in which you can show a director a small version of what you're putting on stage. You also need to have some technical knowledge because you are you will eventually will draft the pieces. You will create technical drawings of what's going on stage and you will send this to a technical director who's the person in charge of building. It and and then you know it I think the process of set design requires so many skills and I think it's very particular to people who have that very special talent. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to assume that people don't know what the process okay. is, but I'm happy to talk more about it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like, so So I heard things about art. I heard things about drafting. I heard things yeah. about, you know, um, all kinds of stuff in there. What if there's young people out there that are like, oh my, that sounds like a lot. I don't know if I could do that. Like, what would you tell them, you know, um, at least for them to explore something? Yeah, I think like the most exciting part is always ideas. Okay. If you can start sketching what you think it's gonna look like and do not worry about the rest of the process. Don't worry about how you're gonna get from conception to execution. For now, just focus on the, con on the idea, on the concept. And, and that's always the most exciting part. And then, you know, each part of the process will come later. But I think the most important part is always like having good ideas and later knowing how to translate them into something physical. Mm -hmm. But I think practicing that like sketch or what or in whichever way you want to create environments i think it's 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 very useful right right you gotta have that passion huh yeah yeah, yeah. i think definitely like passion is really important in this because it's it's what we do as set designers it's so specific mm -hmm. and you gotta hype yourself up <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Rodrigo, it's always fascinating to me um, to talk to people who do things like this, things that are, um, you know, 
Well, not like the face on the screen. It's creating the scene, right? You know, um, and I just think it's it's part of the magic. And I love hearing about how it works, you know. So thank you so much for talking to us today. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Rodrigo Escalante, scenic designer with Great River Shakespeare Festival 2022, for joining us today on Artbeat. For more information on the festival, go to grsf.org. For more conversations on art, tune into Artbeat, Tuesdays at 1230, right here on 89.5 KQAL. You can also listen to Artbeat on your favorite streaming services. Find links at kqal.org. I'm Max Hackman, and we've been talking about scenic design at the Great River Shakespeare Festival 2022 with Rodrigo Escalante on Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org.